98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. I guess you shower every day before you come to work, Daniel. Heck yeah, I do. I can't get going without a shower. Yeah, it's like coffee in the morning for a lot of us. When you're in the shower and you're ready to dry off, do you get out of the shower to dry off or do you do that in the shower? You know, you turn the water off and you stay in the shower. I just open the door and grab the towel as I'm stepping out. Animal. You get out into the cold air to dry off? Well, yeah. You, what, do you, you, what do you sit, stand there in the shower? I stand in the shower and, and dry off in the warm moisture, humidity or whatever. Well, so you, you realize, get out and you just face that cold air? You realize you got to face the cold air when you got to bed to walk to the shower unless you sleep in the yeah, bathroom. you're not wet. Lord knows what's going on over there at your house. Sometimes you sleep outside in a hammock. You've probably been kicked out into the bathtub sometime. I wouldn't mind that. It's a solitary place at least. But, yeah, um, you know when you get out of bed, you're not wet. When you get out of the shower, you're wet. So I, and only an animal would step out of the shower to dry off. And it, you come from... You come from it honestly because your dad claimed that one of the reasons uh, she got di- they got divorced, your parents got divorced, is because your dad would claim that when your mom would get in the shower, she wouldn't wait for it to warm. <laughs> she wouldn't wait for it to warm up like a lot of us do. You know how you stick your hand in there and you're like, okay, it's ready. Your dad claims that your mom would get in the shower. And then turn on the water when she's yeah, in there and he, just let it cold on her until it warms up. He claimed that she would just get in there and turn it on, just take the brunt of the cold water. And I believed that for like 30 years. But and I got to say, if if you were married to somebody like that and they they don't turn, they don't have the sense enough to let the water warm up and they just sit there and they take a cold shower for a minute, I, I would consider that a, a, a decent jury would say that's reasonable that you want to break but up. But it turns out, he claimed that, it turns out it wasn't true. He, he just, just made it up? Made it, making it up. <laughs> it turns out the whole time that this guy was the freak. Oh. You know why? Oh. My dad, and he's still like this, he's like 70 years old almost, this guy won't use the same towel twice. There's no getting out of the shower, drying off, and hanging up a towel. He gets out of the shower, dries off, towel goes in the dirty clothes. I don't even do that in a hotel. I'm telling you, the guy will not use a towel twice. What's his problem? He's crazy. <laughs> it's the only explanation. And then uh, the who guy only also, uses a towel once? I bet the Queen of England has a towel sitting up there that's reused. He won't use a, a towel twice, and that's why he buys, like, the cheapest, thinnest towels he can get. I one time got him, like, lush towels. He won't use it because he has to wash it every single time. So this guy basically uses hand towels. He'll come walking out when I'm at home, and he's got a, the tiniest towel in the world on. I can see his whole coin purse. I'm like, you gotta, got to knock it off with that, buddy. Get a bigger towel, man. They're disposable towels. You can buy them for Christmas. Yeah, I'm like, why don't you get a paper towel? It'd be thicker. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Welcome in. It's about 645, and we've got on the phone with us to play for Aaron Lewis tickets. we got Mary. Good morning, Mary. Yes, Cleveland Mary is uh, with us. And you know what? She's been listening to us since we started here a couple of years ago, and we appreciate that, Mary. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, Tyke and I have been talking about starting a trivia dream team, and I think Mary might have her, a, a, ro- a place on the roster. It's her audition. Yes. She does well here. All right. Are you good with history, Mary? Uh, not so much. All right. Well, well let's... <laughs> It's all right. Here we'll go. These are uh, for Aaron Lewis, and these are all things that happened in the 21st century, which is this century. And we'll start with uh, in 2022, Russia invades this country. All right. No, in 2022, which was last year, Russia invaded what country? China. No, 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 no. It's just, just recently. Uh, and it starts with you. Ukraine. Ukraine. Hey, now. Mary on the board with one. Mary. In 2008, in 2008, this person was elected as the first black president of the United States of America. Barack Obama. Barack Obama is correct. In the year 2019, the COVID-19 pandemic starts in this city. Uh, New York? No, it wasn't. It wasn't in New York. Where was it, Tug? Well, it originated, uh, they think, in Wuhan, China, right? Wuhan, China. Wuhan. Mary, in 2004, this website is started in a Harvard dorm room. TikTok? 
No, this was all the way back in 2004. It was started by Mark Zuckerberg. And it uh, features a book of people's faces. Facebook. Facebook is correct. What is that, Tig? Four? One more. All right. In the year 2003, Mary, the U.S. invades this country looking for weapons of mass destruction but doesn't find any. Ty, I need your help. Uh, George W. Bush was president, right? No, it wasn't China. Uh, Mary, under the impression that the United States had invaded China many times, but no, no, no. (laughs) In 2000 and... Russia? No, it was... We have a non-invaded Russia. Starts with an Mm. I. I. Iraq. 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 There you go. And with that, Mary, you've got enough to go see Aaron Lewis. That show is going to be February 2nd at the Cove inside the River Spirit Casino. You going to do a little bit of gambling out there? Uh, I might. Hey, now, what do you play when you go? It'll be after. I, I like playing the Lucky Duck quarter machines. Mm, lucky Duck, huh? Lucky Duck. All right. Well, Check that out. Lucky yeah. Duck. Well, uh, look at you, Mary. You got free Aaron Lewis tickets, and we're back uh, tomorrow, 640, same chance, right here on 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Daniel, you know when you uh, get scared or get really bad news, like you... You feel like that adrenaline pumping through your veins and your tongue almost feels like metallic or something. You know what I'm talking about? I just had that happen. I almost left work just a second ago. You got the kind of feeling like when you um, get a phone call at like 3 a.m. You know, nobody's ever calling to be like, hey, you want cookies? It's always bad news. Yes, it's always like uh, so-and-so has passed. You know, it's a bad call to get 3 a.m. And uh, so I'm sitting here. uh, We're doing our little show. And then I notice my phone is going crazy. And that's never good. At uh, six thirty in the morning, your phone's going crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's your mom calling over and over, it's like, oh boy, there's bad news. What happened to me was is I've got these uh, cameras at my house uh, because you know I, I moved into what I consider a great neighborhood. But at night, it looks like the thriller video over there. There's people running around the neighborhood, and uh, people got in my house one time, and all this stuff. So I put up cameras all around the house, and it's like motion detected cameras. So it says, I'll get like a, a thing on my phone. It says, someone is at your front door. Someone or something's going on at your back door. And I've got, like, these cameras everywhere. And every now and then I'll get an alert at work, and it says, movement detected at your back door. And I'll I'll look. It's just like a little bunny, like 999 times out of 1,000. Nothing's happening, just a bunny. Well, today, all the cameras light up at the same time. Motion at back door, motion at side door, everywhere. And I go, what? And I'm on the air, so I look at this while I'm on the air. And all I see is nothing because all I see is smoke. In front of all the cameras. And I go, what in the world? All the cameras are going off at once. This is noticing detection. It's detecting movement all over my house. And I go, and this is just moments ago. I go, the, the house is on fire. And uh, and it's right near our washing machine. And we had just done laundry and drying. And I thought, oh, that damn dryer caught on fire this morning. And uh, so I called my wife. And I go, Brittany, what is, what is going on with the house? Is the house on fire? And she goes, no, I, I went out to start the car. It's so cold out, yes, just the it's, exhaust. It's one of those mornings where you got to go out and start that car because there's a, a, a slick sliver of ice on your windshield. So she went out there, and I guess that exhaust, like in this kind of weather, it makes it look like a lot of smoke or vapor or whatever that is. Do you need me to go <laughs> so, to the break room and get the defibrillator thing yeah, we got? You need and, to uh, go to get that thing they have here, the, the paddles, because that, that was rough. And I was like, oh, I just went and started my car, which is what you should do this morning, honestly, because I sat in my car for about... Five minutes before I could go anywhere this morning, unless you're rich and have a garage. Did you have to do the, uh, did you wait for it to fully thaw out, or did you have to make the porthole? The- I wasn't running late, so today I let it all, but we've all done that thing where we drive like a, there's like a little tunnel, but you get like that, the defroster works from the bottom up, and then the bottom starts to thaw, but you still can't see anything up here, and you're like, well, I got to go. You got to make that decision. Am I just going <laughs> to risk it? <laughs> it's 701 with Ty Daniel. Uh Coming up at 740, Daniel, what do we have today? Oh, you you tell me. We've got uh, our bullfight, Zach Bryan tickets. Still Zach Bryan tickets. This is going to be a, a great show, man. I cannot wait for it. 740 this morning on 98.5 The Bull. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Ty and Daniel. I see that uh, we may actually be getting some wintry weather in the next day or two here, Daniel. 
And he always makes fun of me because <laughs> I, I need to come to work because I want to be able to report on the snow and keep you guys safe and tell you about school closing. So they make me stay in a hotel near the radio station because if I go to my house, I've got this tiny car. They're scared that I'll wake up and go, I can't get to work, y'all. And so they, they eliminate that excuse by having me stay next door at a hotel when it's yeah. going to snow. <laughs> How exactly do you keep people safe when it's snowed? Well, I remind them that it snowed. Right. People and walk I say outside, things, they say snow, they don't realize it snowed until you say, hey, guys. And I'll say things snow. like drive safely. Slow down. Slow down. Mustn't hit the children. You all you like to say a lot. Mind the signs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, without me here, people wouldn't know to slow down. I, I get it, but I, and I, I agree. You should be safe as you drive to work. But you, you live a mile from here. It really is a mile, maybe a mile and a half. Do you really think that you need to stay at a hotel within walking distance to the radio station, the least little sign of snow? Do you understand that I was traumatized by snow before? I crashed a car on a side of a mountain during a snowstorm, and that's, I thought I was going to die there and have to eat my dog. That's a huge exaggeration. What? We were living in North Carolina. It was a place called Fancy Gap. You know how, you know how a lot of survival stories take place in Fancy Gap. Wasn't the Donner parties stuck in Fancy Gap? Oh, no, no. <laughs> they were stuck in a real emergency situation. Ty gently slides off the road. Now, I will admit, it would be a scary situation because you were, like, in a state park or whatever and weren't supposed to be there. According to them, I wasn't supposed to be there, but they didn't close it. But whatever. But here, I don't think, I think if you slid off the road gently here, I think but by the time you got 100 yards, I think four or five people would have stopped to ask you if you needed help. Probably. But that mile, uh, it just scares me because I'm like, what if I break down on Cherry Street? I'll die there. Yeah, there are no, uh, no help <laughs> services anywhere near Cherry Street. I don't I'll know what you would do. just have to park the car and, you know. I would think you wouldn't want to deal with snow because of this house, the house situation with the freezing pipes and everything. Did you ever, people called up and told you to get that thing you put under your house to help yeah. make sure your pipes don't freeze. Did you get that? I got something similar. I got this wire that you tape to the pipe, and it, it's, a, it's a wire that warms the pipe. So hopefully that'll be... A thing of the past, but I will be uh, probably staying at a hotel <laughs> so that I don't have to drive a mile of the snow. They're worried about me. It's 98.5 The Bull on today's Hot Country with Chris Stapleton. Good morning. People always say, uh, man, I try to win tickets, but it's hard to get through sometimes, and I get the frustration. Uh, but we did have some tips for you because uh, we've been doing this for a while and we see how people get into the show and then they win tickets and all that. But, uh, Daniel, do you have any tips for anybody? Because I think a lot of people think if we're going to do the 740 giveaway this morning, and I don't blame you, I'd be doing the same thing. Because whenever tickets go on sale at 10 o'clock, I still get on at 958 and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll sneak in. But um, if, you, if we have a giveaway at 740 like we do today, it's going to be Zach Bryan tickets. Does calling early help you at all? Well, there's four lines coming in the studio, and if you call before the uh, request for calling, you would just probably be caller one or two, which does you no good. In fact, you'll be the first to be cleared out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't. You get, we're looking for caller nine all the time. So if you're too early, you might miss out on your chance for being caller nine. So just wait until we say call now. And uh, at 739, it's still a little bit early for you. In your opinion, is there a one particular cell phone provider that gets through more than another? I haven't noticed that. But I do notice sometimes it seems like landlines, uh, at least for a while there, seemed like, I don't know if they connected quicker or something. As soon as we said call now, there's a landline. Maybe it doesn't have to go to the tower and back and all that. I don't know. But it seemed like uh, landlines get through sort of regularly compared to the cell phones, right? It seems like it. We need to hire a scientist to look into this. So it's just figured out how to, because I get the frustration. I mean, you, you listen to us every morning, and we want everybody to win tickets, and then we have to have a way of giving them away, and that's through the phone line, and sometimes it can be a little bit disappointing to hear a busy signal all the time. What's always heartbreaking is if you get uh, caller number nine, and then the call drops because they're out Ooh, somewhere. That's brutal. Could you imagine? Has that happened to us? Yeah, it's happened. And then I don't know what to do because if you lose caller number nine before the contest starts, what are you supposed to do? Take another? <laughs> what are the uh, real check with the governor's office? I guess. But uh, so there you go. Seven forty today. Maybe those uh, little tips to help you out if you've been trying to get through and going like, how in the heck does this work? Zach Bryan tickets at seven forty here on ninety eight five The Bull with Tig and Daniel seven twenty three. Good morning. I gotta tell you, Tig, in a in an emergency situation, um, I am apt to panic, especially if there's somebody else around. If there's nobody else around and I'm the guy that's got to take care of business, I'm strangely calm. 
But what I found here are four things to never do in an emergency, according to an ER doctor. How are you in an emergency? Well, you can tell me. You've been around me when things are not going great. Um, I freak out. Daily, I freak out. But emergency... But, but for you, some reason, an emergency, like, all that worrying, like, it's almost like planning. Oh, I've seen this before. I've worried about it a thousand times. Uh the ER doctor says these are the things you shouldn't do. Here are his top four tips based on things he sees way too often. Uh, one, don't call loved ones first. Sometimes we panic and call somebody else close to us for advice. But if it's a medical thing, call 911 first. You can call everybody else later. Okay. But I can almost see that, you know, if you're on that edge of like, is this a 911 call? But you call somebody you know, and, you know, they love the person too. Should I take them to the doctor? I did that. Actually, I did that when my wife went to the ER. I called it. A guy in the medical field from Chubbs and Casey, Casey's husband. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, my wife is having this and this and this. And he says, take her to the doctor. So I could kind of almost see you using somebody else as a filter before you. And that's not really fair to put that on the other person you've called. Because if they I say, no, I don't do it. Well, you know, you can't do that. You mess up their lives. <laughs> Number two, uh, this, is a, this is a tough one here. Don't drive someone to the hospital yourself. It's almost always better to call an ambulance. Then they can treat the person as soon as they get there. It's also hard to focus on driving when your passenger is in pain or needs help. That's a good point because I've wondered that. I don't live too far from a hospital. And I wondered, am I better off just throwing her in the car and speeding down 21st to get to the, or am I better off calling the ambulance? But I guess the logic there is the ambulance could be there in three minutes and start medical service within three minutes as opposed to you go into the ER trying to get her out and like all that. Well, it, what's really ashamed about it is, is before you make the decision to call the ambulance, sometimes you're like, is this financially <laughs> the yeah. best thing to do? Well, I, you know, I did that once. I, for whatever reason, I'm allergic to some, some type of bite and it's usually ants, fire ants. And one year, uh, me and my wife were invited to a wedding. We had like two hours to kill. So we decided to go walk on the beach and I kneeled down into an ant bed. And I had probably 30 ant bites on me. And I, I had my scalp started itching and I got that thing. And I said, I, I think I need to go to the ER because what you're scared of when you have that is that your esophagus is going to like show, uh, close up or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I drove to the emergency room and I parked in the emergency room parking lot. And I said, all right, Brittany, if I start to have breathing problems, then we'll go in there. So I was so cheap that I did drive to the ER and I was there just in case. And then 20 minutes later, I felt fine and we left. So I saved $2,000 and probably seven hours of time. Uh, number three, don't leave someone alone at the ER. People in pain can't always make good medical decisions or stick up for themselves. So just don't drop them off and immediately pop out to go get food. You need to stick around. Okay. And finally, number four, don't forget a phone charger. Obviously, don't stop and grab one in the middle of an emergency. But if you're following them to the ER, try to bring one. It's really common for people to rush to the hospital, be there for six to eight hours, and have no way to call people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had to call an ambulance once or twice in my life. I remember one time my dad had broke some ribs or something, and I didn't realize this about the ambulance, is that if you call the ambulance on somebody and they can talk, they can be like, no, I'm not going, and then they can't make them they go. They can refuse it? Yeah. That's, <laughs> what, that's what my dad did Do you still get charged, ago. though? Oh, he got charged. I mean, you still got to pay some bill for that ambulance coming out there, right? Yeah, they gonna, you're going to get charged if they come out there, so you might as well go with them. <laughs> but he got there, ride. and he's like, no, I don't want to go. And they're like, okay, sir, well, we can't make you. And then I remember asking the ER guy, I was like, are the ambulance drivers like, I'm worried this guy's having a heart attack. Should you make him go? And like, sir, we can't. I was like, well, if it was your dad, would you try it? He's like, yeah, if it was my dad, I'd make him go. And I'm like, well, I can't. I can't fight my dad who already <laughs> yeah, has broken ribs. Well, I wish I could have, though. Yeah, that's too bad. It's 7.30 in the morning, 10 minutes away from your tickets to see Zach Bryan. Sold out show, well, close to, at the BOK Center. It's 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. We're about two minutes away from those tickets for you to see Zach Bryan. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, Tag, we talked about the other day, for some reason, when we were kids, uh, in television and cartoons, a plot device was always quicksand. We thought, man, there's going to be a bunch of instances where we're going to go through our lives and we must avoid quicksand. And I've never in my life even seen quicksand or even been anywhere yeah. close to it. And then I, I read something a few minutes ago that reminded me of, uh, I used to be terrified of pickpockets. 
And I remember I interned at, at MTV in New York City back in like 2003 or four, something like that. And everybody going, hey, man, before you go to New York, you carry your wallet, you carry that around in your front pocket or keep it down in your pants because there's going to be pickpockets everywhere. I've never, get, never gotten pickpocketed. <laughs> don't know anybody that's been pickpocketed. What? <laughs> well, you, Ty claims he was pickpocketed. I did one time get pickpocketed, and it was not a fun time. But I wonder if that's a function of now with credit cards and stuff. Um, and then so many people have that stuff on their phone, and if there's a lock code on the phone, is it just uh, not? Does it not pay off to be a pickpocketer anymore? I just think it was just something that was in television and um, in movies back in the '80s and '90s that we all thought there's this masterful group of pickpockets out there that are gonna, you know, steal you 20, know, 30 bucks at a time and become rich. I saw like on 60 Minutes how used to you would go to those places like New York. You'd be worried about pickpocketing. They also would sell you DVDs before the movie came out and stuff. And they've cracked down on all that so hard that the pickpocketers now have transitioned to identity theft and things. So they don't walk up to you anymore. These guys, they're real smart guys, but they're criminals. But instead of pickpocketing, they go on and they find your receipts in the trash and they do that kind of stuff. So they're pickpocketers, but electronic pickpocketers now. But you believe that back in the day there was an underground society of yeah, I do. artful I, pickpocketers I do out think there. that there were people that were good at that trade. They would bump into you in a way where you wouldn't feel them getting to your butt to take your wallet out. Well, it happens in movies all the time still, but... We're doing the opposite of pickpocketing now, right? We are reverse pickpocketing. We're putting tickets into your pockets. How about that? And uh, today is Zach Bryan. <laughs> going to be at the BOK Center for his burn, burn, burn tour. And what are we going to play today, Daniel, during the bullfight? Today, I've got 1990s movies by plot. I will describe a plot from a movie from the 1990s. You will identify the movie. So if you said boy from Alabama gets to meet President John F. Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson and then he goes to war and he plays uh, ping pong, I would say Forrest Gump. All right, something along those lines. I got it. All right, so uh, caller nine, caller number 10, 918-879-9898, 918-879-9898, 90s movies. Walker Hayes now with Tig and Daniel at 741. Yes, I am. Free tickets now to see Zach Bryan at the BOK Center. Welcome into our 98.5 The Bullfight every day this week. You've got this chance at 740 today, our contestants. We have got Brandon, the mechanic from Tulsa. Good morning, Brandon. Uh, you being a mechanic, I guess people call you all the time with questions about their cars and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Are you ever like, hey, guys, uh, can I take a day off? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, can I invoice you for this I mean, advice? Yeah, I wonder, do you get annoyed with that or is it okay? <laughs> Uh, sometimes it gets kind of crazy, but it's okay. All right. We also have uh, Nathan, a firefighter from Sepulpa. Nathan, when do y'all go to the grocery store? All you guys like to pile in the old fire truck together and go to the grocery store and make everybody swoon. <laughs> oh, that's usually uh, usually around uh, probably 10, 11 o'clock in the morning or early afternoon. I know. What day? Because I, I go to the Walmart neighborhood market sometimes after work on Mondays and all. You guys are there, too, and I want the attention on me, not a, not a bunch of you guys with your muscles and mustaches. <laughs> I don't need that. Uh, usually usually go every day, every shift. Every day you're on shift, every oh, third so day. Any day just at 11, ladies. And get stuff for the day. Yep. And why do you all go every <laughs> single day? Can't you just go once a week? Uh, we got a lot of big guys that like to eat a lot of food, so yeah, we yeah. usually don't know, you know, we like to stock up for that day, and other like people to be seen. eat your food on the other ship. Yeah. That's right. They like to be seen. I get out there, and I can't compete with you guys. You got that Dalmatian out there with you. Anyway, guys, I've got uh, some 1990s movies. I'm going to give you the plot to a 1990s movie, and based on that plot, you identify the movie, and whoever gets the most out of five wins the 98-5 The Bull Fight. We will start with Brandon. Brandon, from 1995, Cowboy Toy is threatened by new astronaut toy. Uh, Toy Story? Toy Story is correct. Nathan, aboard a doomed ocean liner, an upper-class woman has a fling with a man from the basement of the ship, and this movie was in 1997. Titanic is correct. Brandon. From 1999, the world is a computer computer simulation 
and humans are being used as batteries. Uh, I have no idea. iRobot. <laughs> Not a bad guess, but we were looking for The Matrix. Okay. The Matrix. Nathan. From 1999, muscle-bound death row inmate has supernatural healing powers. Uh, Will Smith. Uh, oh, um. We were looking for the Green Mile. Oh, the Green Mile. Okay, gotcha. We are tied up one to one. From 1992, Nathan, boy and his pet monkey get three wishes from a genie. Oh, uh, boy and his pet monkey, Aladdin. Aladdin is correct. Nathan, from 1992, two headbangers have a public access TV show that is purchased by an evil corporation. <laughs> Party on, Garth. Party on, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, my gosh, well, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Nathan, it was Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Wayne's World. Yes. Wayne's World. Brandon, on, yep. Brandon takes the lead by, by one. Brandon has two. Nathan has one. Two questions to go. Brandon. From 1991, Peter Pan is all grown up, but must return to Neverland when his children oh. are kidnapped by an evil pirate. Captain Hook. Uh, Tyga will let you be the judge on this one. The name of the movie is Hook. He said Captain Hook. I think that's good. Right? That's your call. Either ding or... I think it's a ding, right? All right. Nathan... You must get this one correct to stay in the game. In 1999, two Jedi try to solve a galactic trade dispute with help from a Jamaican alien. <laughs> Jedi, I don't... Uh, uh, Avatar, I don't know. No, it was Star Wars Episode One. The Phantom Menace. Would you have just taken Star Wars there? I've he's, never seen he's a got single a, Star Wars Neither in my have life. I. And he wants us to say Episode yeah. 1, Return of the Jedi. Well, I probably would have taken Star Wars. I think Jedi would be the, uh, that's pretty big in popular culture. What was the Star <laughs> Wars where they dressed up those Shih Tzus and they called them Ewoks? I don't know, like three. Oh, so now you don't know. What about the one where the guy that has pointy ears and that's, that's pointy ears and he, spreads his fingers apart. Excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's too hot for radio. <laughs> that was, that Star, was Star Trek, right? yeah. In I don't know what you're watching over there, buddy. Good grief. Just figured I'd make some Star Wars people mad. Well, uh, with that, Brandon has defeated Nathan in the 98.5 The Bull fight. Mm -hmm. These are for Zach Bryan tickets. Now, Brandon, we have to put you on the spot here. You can keep these tickets for yourself, or you can give them to Nathan the firefighter. Nathan, why should Brandon give you the tickets? Oh man, I would. I I don't want to do that to him. He he won. He wants them. He 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 called in. Nathan, he called in enough. To Nathan says Brandon won them fair and square, but Brandon is totally up to you. Will you keep the tickets for yourself, or are you going to give those to Nathan? I don't think I'm going to keep them. All right, and with that, Brandon walks away with two tickets to see that Zach Bryan. But don't worry, uh, Nathan. Let everybody at the firehouse know and all your friends know another chance for you to win. Zach Bryan tickets tomorrow morning at 740. If, uh, if Brandon's house catches on fire, Nathan, will you still put it out? Or are you angry? Well, he's in Tulsa, so it won't be me. Okay. So one of his comrades will do it. He's mad. Congrats, Brandon. <laughs> it's uh, 98.5 The Bull. Thank you guys for playing. We're back tomorrow with more tickets to see Zach Bryan for free with another edition of 98.5 The Bullfight. Here's Morgan Wallen on a Monday morning with Tig and Daniel at 7.52. Daniel, I, uh, I heard a story about you, and uh, I'm putting you on the spot. I want you to be totally truthful when I ask you this. It's a personal question mm -hmm. about something you do in your private life that I heard about. Yeah. And that's the way people always say to me, uh, 
you know, what's Daniel like? And we used to be, but I mean, we've been friends for 20 years and we used to go out when we were in our twenties and we try to meet ladies and the whole thing. And then, you know, eventually I met somebody who had a kid and the dynamic changed. So uh, I always say about Daniel, I say, he's like a cat. I see him in the mornings, but I have no idea what he did once he left work. And then I see him the next morning. It's kind of like owning a cat. I don't know if my cat went out and went about out of, after a bunch of rabbits. I don't know. I just see him in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know if you're raising hell every night, but I was going to ask you a question. I heard a story about you. You are 45 years old, not married, no kids. Do you have a pair of Heelys? That's none of your business. And yes, I do. You do. <laughs> Heelys are those shoes that are also skates that you see. I mean, I know it's been a long time since you were a little girl, but you are a man who's grown and you have Heelys. I did this because... I thought it would impress your son. Uh-huh. Yeah, who, now you're putting that's it on my, that. That's uh-huh. my excuse. And I, I also thought, would it be kind of funny to wear Heelys to work one day? Like, if you were 30, maybe. I think you're getting past the age where you can, like, people will just think you're serious and pathetic, not well, ironic. you're going to offend the Heelys crowd out there, and that's not no, going to be. They're going to skate over here and whip your tail. So I'm trying to paint the picture of Daniel. When it's warm out, he will take off his shirt mm-hmm. and go down that river walk path. Now I'm I'm like, okay, now he's got his shirt off and he's wearing Heelys. I've not worn the Heelys yet. Do ladies spray you with mace just at the sight of you? I've not worn them yet. Do they give you a second to go away? I was at Ross and I saw these things. They're like $15. And I said, you know what? I've always wanted a pair of Heelys. Did you? And for people that don't know what Heelys are, those are the shoes that children wear with the uh, wheel that you can, you can roller skate Sometimes on. you can walk in these shoes and then also you can activate the skate. Correct. And walk with the skates. Yes. And you've got some. Would you like me to wear them tomorrow? Huh? I just wonder what your dad thinks. Like your dad, you know, he's a he's a good old country boy. Doesn't well, take any fighting business off anybody. I, I'm thinking about him bragging about his kids. Well, since, I told you about uh, this guy once. This guy, uh, at, at his generation, I guess they used to hang out at these skating rinks. So he probably would enjoy a pair of Heelys. Remember I told you I went, I, I went roller skating with my dad once. And I thought, oh, this guy's going to be like a, a baby deer out there on the... Mm-hmm on the uh, skating rink floor. He won't be able to do it. This guy got out there and he skated like an angel. I'm just wondering what he tells friends at work about his kids. He's like, well, I got a daughter I'm very proud of and she's in the medical industry and she does very well. Her husband does very well. And, you know, they provided two grandkids for me. And then, well, what about your boy, Daniel? Well, uh, he roller skates. Well, you know, I think it's pretty rude that you out me. Um, You're making me come out of the Healy's closet. You're out of the I was a closet Healy guy. <laughs> yeah, now you're and not. And now you've outed me, which is a huge, I don't know if you know anything about this or not. This is a huge faux pas to do. Is it? I didn't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to have Healy's in my private life. And now you've told everybody about my Healy's. But you want to look good on those Healy's, I bet. If you got Healy's, you well, want to. Hold on. Before we get into that, I, I came into work on Friday. You were wearing a, just a straight up old man jogging suit. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. do you think that's any more professional than me wearing a pair of Healy's anyway? Because I am. I'm in my 40s, and if I want to wear a jogging suit, that's fine. What I don't wear is what children wear. I don't get you can't, skates with... But you can't act like you dress all professionally and you come to work dressed like Run DMC. <laughs> hey, thanks. This isn't the Walk This Way video. That. This is a place of work, <laughs> and they pay us money to come business. in here. Right? Yeah. Well, you got that. people coming by, uh, and we're at the bottom of the News on 6 building, so there are a lot of people that come by here, and you're in here wearing a jogging suit. That ain't going to work, man. If I added Heelys to it, would you forgive me? Well... You're right. You do want to look good when you're wearing Heelys. And uh, you know how you'd look really hot in Heelys if you were 20 pounds lighter. And you can do that in 30 days thanks to Red Mountain Weight Loss. Yeah, Red Mountain Weight Loss. These are doctors that are going to contact you. You never have to leave your house on your journey to lose 20 pounds in the next 30 days because uh, it's all video. It's like a doctor will call you on video chat with Red Mountain Weight Loss. And then whatever you need for the program, they just mail it to your house. You never have to go to the pharmacy or anything. So you never leave your house. And you're on your journey to lose 20 pounds in the next 30 days. It's a program called RM3. And you'll have a doctor call you and they'll come up with a plan. And all you have to do now to get started is dial pound 250 on your cell phone. That's pound 250. Use the keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. And in 30 days, you'll be 20 pounds down. That's right. Dial pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Oh, look at this breaking news. Uh, 
Country artist coming to Oklahoma, and we're gonna we're gonna break it to you. This is a brand new announcement, Daniel. Who is gonna be coming to Oklahoma? Would you like me to play a little bit of their music? And then Daniel has this unbelievable ability to identify songs based on how they sound. Yeah, let me try this. I haven't done this in a while. Okay. I might be a little rusty. Who's coming to Oklahoma? Easy tag. That's the legendary George Jones and Tammy Wynette. That's right. Better known as Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. I thought they uh, retired. They were like, ah, oh, we don't want to work together anymore. Yeah, they like, didn't hey, get along. They, 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 uh, they, they had a difference of opinion on some things, I guess, creatively wise. And uh, then they said, I don't want to work with you anymore. And then years later, I think somebody said, hey, uh, guys, would you like to make a bunch of money? And they go, well, sure. And then they, they went back on tour, and we saw them after their breakup get back together, and they put on a hell of a show. I mean, I thought they would be, like, not getting along on stage. If they weren't getting along, you couldn't tell. It looked like they were having the time of their lives up there. You thought they might erupt into fighting during the show and start pitching well, each other and spitting it on each other? You went to a Hall and Oates show. No, those guys and, don't and those like guys each other. those guys hate each other, and it comes across on stage that they can't stand each other. I thought Brooks and Dunn did a great job. With they, they still sound, to me, better than they do on the CD. Like, some bands sound better live oh, than Brooks they do on Dunn? the CD. And Brooks and Dunn are they one really of those, do. Uh, bands. They're going to be at the Paycom Center. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday. 10 a.m., keep that in mind. They're going to be the Payacom Center in May. So imagine that. You're, uh, it's warm outside. You're at the Paycom Center, and you look up there, it's Brooks and Dunn. They're getting along, mm -hmm. singing you a song, and uh, that could be you. Uh, tickets on sale Friday. This is not too far away, just down the road in Oklahoma City. Uh, you want to play a little Brooks and Dunn? Speak of the devils. My Maria <laughs> on 98.5 The Bull. I guess everybody's kind of curious about what the weather is going to look like over the next day or so. It's 98.5 The Bull. Welcome into Did You See? We take a look at what the heck's going on out there. And uh, weather-wise, here in Tulsa, would you like to hear from Alan Crone? News yes, on play. What does tomorrow look like? Let's check it out. So let's get straight into tomorrow. I know this is what you want to hear about. Uh, what does it look like in terms of snowfall? This is our first shot at this here. Uh, and these are still subject to change because of the exact track of the system. The far northern areas will have a lower probability for impactful snows. It's the southern areas right now, both sides of I-40. You see these areas shaded in purple. That's between three on the low end to possibly six on the top end. And that extends all the way into northwestern Arkansas, where locally higher totals, because of the elevation differences there in the Boston Mountains, you can pick up over eight inches of snow what? in those areas. In to the north, the issue is how long is it going to rain before it starts to change over? So a lot of us in uh, Tulsa, it might be like a rain into snow later. And mm -hmm. north, uh, Bartlesville at less risk, but south, like Okmulgee and Muskogee, may have some snow. Now, when is that coming in? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, and boy. I, you know, I'm looking at the hour by hour. It looks like, you know, if you're in downtown Tulsa where we are, or pretty close, we'll have some rain tomorrow that eventually turn into snow as the day goes on. But I'm looking at the uh, forecast. It's not going to get too cold, so hopefully the roads, you know, when it's zero degrees, the roads are just done. Um, but, you know, if it's close, if it's teetering on that freezing line, we might be all right commuting. But uh, we should expect some snow tomorrow. Snow possibly tomorrow. Then as I look ahead to Saturday, almost up until 60 again. So this is, is it? Crazy, yeah, crazy weather, man. Uh, did you see this? Uh, what's that guy's name that was the second guy to walk on the moon? Buzz Aldrin, 93 years old. How did he celebrate? He got married for the fourth time on Friday, 63-year-old 63 wife. Oh, well, I don't get the people that get married four or five times. Tell me why they do that, Tug. Maybe they're uh, romantic at heart and really still waiting for that one to come along. Maybe he found it at 93. I just want to be like, Buzz, man, you know, date a little bit. You don't have to get married four times. 93. Yeah, I think I'd be retired from uh, the, the marriage game at that point, wouldn't you? I would think so. Uh, also, did you see that uh, Fireball getting sued because it isn't actually whiskey? I saw this the other day in Quick Trip. There's these little bottles of Fireball, and I said, well, they can't sell liquor in Quick Trip, can they? Turns out I was uh, confused like a lot of people were. They're getting sued for allegedly marketing their small bottles uh, as whiskey when they're actually really just a malt beverage. Apparently, they use the same graphic as the large-size whiskey bottles, and some claim it's hard to tell the difference, and it's done on purpose. Well, I don't doubt it's done to get you to buy it. But, yeah, it's in gas stations, and it looks exactly like a liquor bottle. And I had that same question. I said, how in the world are they selling liquor at some place that's not a liquor store? But it turns out it's not liquor at all. It's marketed like liquor. It looks like it doesn't say whiskey on the bottle, but outside of that, you think you're buying a little bottle of whiskey. Mm -hmm. 
but it's really a malt beverage that makes it legal to sell in a gas station. Yeah. And if you drink too many fireball malt beverages, showing up on TikTok is a new way to cure a hangover and involves dunking your head uh, into ice water multiple times. People seem generally receptive to the strategy, saying it helps with symptoms like headaches and nausea. Here's Dr. Chris Jackson, a pharmacist, talking about the hangover cure strategy that he says activates the diver's reflex. This is the ice bowl method to activate the diver's reflex. Hold your face in the water for five to 10 seconds, repeat three times, and it's gonna give you some relief. If you want to avoid this method, don't forget to prime your body by hydrating, adding electrolytes, and throwing in an alcohol metabolism aid. Well, there you go. I'm already not feeling good. You think I'm gonna fill up the toilet with ice? I wonder why that works. It's a diver. What did it say? Divers. Divers reflex. And I'm reading the divers reflex is referred to as the diving reflex because this sounds like torture. If I've got a hungover, I do something called the dyer's reflex where I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to avoid hangovers, be really, really young. I wonder why that works, that you're scared you're going to drown and it fixes your hangover. Well, I, I don't think you, I don't think you would think you're going to drown. Your brain knows, right? I don't know how it works, but apparently, you know, that's a doctor. What do I know? So dunk your head in cold water. I've tried every hangover cure there is, Tyke, except drinking less. Yeah, that's the one that's the best at it, too. And as you get older, it gets so much worse, doesn't it? My dad, I talked to him the other day, and he's like, I don't think I'm ever going to drink again. Just even just thinking about <laughs> yeah. how take, bad it was. Toll, and uh, one more thing here. Please don't rush me. A uh, lady on TikTok wants to know if it's all right to wear the same pajamas several nights in a row. I think this is a ridiculous question. Of course it is, right? Could you imagine a family of four if you washed your regular clothes every day and also your pajamas every night? It's too much work raising a family. I mean, laundry, you can't do extra laundry. You can barely do the laundry you have. So, yeah, wearing a pajama a couple, three nights, four nights in a row is fine. I That's told ridiculous. you, my dad is the kind of guy, the strangest guy ever, he will not reuse a towel. He doesn't want a hangover, and he doesn't want a towel. He gets out of the shower, he dries off, he throws that thing right into the old dirty clothes. Could you imagine the amount of laundry this guy has? If you use a towel once and get rid of it, that's crazy. And he's also the kind of guy that will he'll work, take his clothes off at the end of the day, put those in the dirty clothes, and when he does laundry, he puts on the hottest water possible, uses the most soap possible, and puts it on like heavy-duty clean. Didn't you tell me that uh, that's not, you don't need to do that. No, heavy-duty clean is for folks that, you know, are laying concrete and they might have, you know, highly battered clothes. It's not for guys that are sitting in the office trading stocks. You know, I think you can wear those jeans more often than once, right? Well, this guy's like almost like like the clothes that they got from uh, Chernobyl. He's like burning them, put them in a pile, you know, for years. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sterile sterilization. I, I saw also on TikTok, which, by the way, aren't we getting a lot of our information from TikTok these days, that you only need like a tablespoon of detergent. See, I don't, I don't subscribe to that because used to you had the regular strength, and now everything is two times, three times strength. Ultra, yeah. Do you think I only put a third of the stuff I use? Buddy, I just, I, I'm like my grandma cooking. I don't measure it. I just go, that's about right. You just jazz it up a little and bit? And I jazz it up and, uh, you, you know. You just grab a handful of detergent like Salt Bay and put it into the pretty, washing pretty machine? Pretty much, yeah. I don't measure. That's crazy. Well, it's I, like I, you don't do anything that you get dirty. I Your pour wife until has I feel good. Do huh? you? <laughs> you pour until you feel good? Yeah. And then I stop and then the well, clothes are still fine. You also told me about the setting on the washer and dryer. What's the permanent press? You don't want to iron your clothes? You could use that? Yeah, I didn't know what permanent press was. I mean, we see that our whole lives and we never put it on permanent press. Meanwhile, if you put it on permanent press in both the wash and the dry, you, you really don't have to fold as many clothes because it, it takes care of the wrinkles somehow. I don't know. Permanent press is pretty good. And one other question I wanted to ask you about Tiger Daniels Laundry Talk. What's the difference in delicates and casuals? Well, I don't know. Would a delicate be like lace underwear? What are you looking at me for? Well, I don't know. That would be... That would be... Well, don't lock eyes with me and go, would a delicate be lace underwear? Don't, don't look at me when you say that. Lace underwear, I don't consider that to be casual. But yet, I do consider it to need um, need gentleness. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you're making me very uncomfortable with laundry talk. Listen. Look at me in the eye. <laughs> I ain't do looking not at wash you your ever, lace no. panties. You're like Medusa. I turned to stone. Don't wash it with your jeans. Your leather chaps and things, Daniel, they need their own wash. <laughs> Got it. Okay, okay. thank right. you. You're welcome. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tyga and Daniel. I, I probably will bring this up on the show tomorrow when we have time to take some calls, but I was going to ask you first, Daniel, um, 
my family is hitting me up for a trip to Disney World pretty good. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I got a seven-year-old, but isn't part of you like, okay, of course that would be fun. And of course that would um, that would require a lot of planning and saving on our part so that we could have, you know, in a, a year or two, a trip to Disney if we, you know, watch what we're spending and all that. But then I was like, isn't it too young? Will he remember? I went to Disney World at 10 years old. And I'm thinking 10 years old is old enough to go to Disney World. I don't remember any of it except for just like every now and then seeing a Mickey Mouse. But I basically the whole the whole trip I don't remember. And I was wondering, if is there a possibility that sometimes we're taking kids on vacation too early? And does it count if they don't remember it? As long as they were having fun in the moment, does it matter that they won't remember it when they're in high school? I think you got a small window with this Disney age. And I think you better jump on it while you can because when your kid is like 15 – you're not going to care about Disney World anymore. Not going to want to hang out with you anymore, probably. So it's going to be all about his friends. So yeah. if I were you, I would jump on that Disney age. Well, I hear a lot of people say, like, it would be too bad if we did it too young and they wouldn't remember it. But they were having fun in the moment. I, I went to the they? Grand Canyon with, like, my entire family um, maybe, like, 10 years ago. I, I barely remember that. So yeah. what's the difference? Well, I remember going to football games, and we would go to, like, the national championship. You know, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars $700 tickets. And somebody would have their baby there. And, I, you know, I used to judge, and now maybe I don't because, you know, maybe they couldn't get a sitter. Maybe their only choice was to bring that baby to the game. But I think, what a waste. I mean, that's a five $600 ticket. Some fan out there would really love – and guess what? Babies don't understand what the hell is going on on a football team. Uh, so I have that feeling, too. Like, Well, didn't you take your son to the World Series uh, I, last I did. year? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so and so listen I, to me. Go crazy. You think he's going to remember that? Like, Rain Man, he's not. You did that for you. So I think if your son's dying to go to Disney and you got this Disney window, take him to Disney. All right. You're going to help pay? You're the godfather? Well, he's already, well, he's well, already well, hold on, well, he's, he's well, like well. telling his mom he wants to go on a Disney cruise. And then unbeknownst to y'all, he's invited me also under the <laughs> Disney cruise. And I thought, well, well okay. that would be a great thing to do as a 45-year-old man with no children do to be on a, a Disney cruise <laughs> stag. Do they have a Disney casino on that thing? I would imagine. Because that's, <laughs> that's But I, what a sad cruise for me. Go to that gambling hall, the Disney Mickey Mouse gambling poker table. Are you going to do it? I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. I mean, I'm looking at this stuff, and I go, I just don't know if I can do that. Tyg, you're such a miser. You're always saving this money. you got to start spending some of this money. I don't have a lot of money. I mean, I save my money that I do make, but Tell, you know, let's, to spend honestly, $5,000, that this. seems a little Are, ridiculous. You wanna be, what do you want to be, like buried in, with a, a bunch of gold coins in your coffin? You can't take it with you, buddy. I know, but if I spend it too fast and then I'm homeless at 60, I'll be pretty disappointed. So you think you'd be laying there on your deathbed going, man, damn it, I wish I wouldn't have taken that kid to Disney. <laughs> I, I guarantee you that's not going to be the case. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Wolf. <laughs> if I make it that long, which uh, we have help in town that can, uh, you know, they say with medicine, finding stuff early is key. And with craft body scan, Daniel, you can do that. You actually went and got a craft body scan. You said, oh, there's no prep. You just walk in like you're dressed now. Whatever you're wearing in the car right now is how you can go into craft body scan. They do that thing. It doesn't hurt or anything. And then they look at it. A radiologist looks at it and says, oh, you're good. Or, hey, maybe talk to your doctor about this little place we found. Yeah, and you need to know what's going on. I went and got one of these. I got the results. Nothing major, but enough to make me change my ways. I, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, things ain't bad yet, but you I want to stop out. them from getting worse. I have what they call a, a calcium score, and that's a score that lets you know uh, if you were at risk for a heart attack. And as you know, I have an uncle that died younger than me, just dropped dead of a heart attack. And I said, well, I don't want that. So I go get this thing called a calcium score, and it helps you to predict the likelihood of you having a heart attack. So guess what? I ain't eating a bunch of, like, fast food and stuff like that anymore. I'm taking care of myself. You changed. You really do. You can't You can't get this kind of news, and it's and it's not useful to you because you can't, you can't just ignore it. you got to look out for yourself. And you can get a couple's body scan now. Heart and lung scan for you and your spouse, $149. Get started at craftbodyscan.com. That's craftbodyscan.com. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Gone down this little rabbit hole lately, Tig, and I, partially your fault. I guess on the Tig and Daniel Facebook page, you put up a menu from the Warner Brothers Studios back in 1920 or something like that. 1940-something, and it was a, a menu of what you could get at a diner in Hollywood, California. And it was all in cents. So, like, the, the prime rib was 90 cents. What kind of blew my mind about this menu was everything's in cents. But the eggs were 25 cents. And I thought, that's an expensive egg. If a steak is all, 
For three eggs, you can buy a steak. Now that's an expensive egg, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't even though it was you know cheaper without inflation and all that. It seems like you're paying a lot for eggs back then. Well, this now made me go down a rabbit hole. I saw that Steak and Ale is making a comeback after being closed for 15 years, and I then I start looking at Steak and Ale menus from like the 70s. What good does it do me to do this? Do you it, see the prices on them? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you can get their uh, steak and baked potato, 1978 from Steak and Ale, 6.95. So and you love you love prime rib. That's like your favorite thing right now. Uh, a king's cut of prime rib, the big boy. Eight dollars and forty five cents in nineteen seventy eight. Yes, when we were one year old. Yeah. What does like a side salad cost? Does it have any of that stuff on there? They don't even bother. That's like free. Oh, okay. Things back there were so cheap. <laughs> it's like yeah. The problem with this uh, steak and ale is I look at the menu. They had some weird names for stuff back then. For example, the poacher's pleasure. And that's marinated breasts of chicken for six forty-five. I don't want to eat nothing that says pleasure on it. You've seen that video. <laughs> it ain't a vi- <laughs> it ain't a video, but it's poacher's pleasure. You know, let's let's knock off that. You know, knock it off with these weird names. What about beef eater? What is that? Must be a steak dinner. Duke's fillet was only eight twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Why why do we like to go back and look at menus from back in the days? Or is that just me? I don't. What I was surprised about is I thought we'd have come up with a lot of different things but no the menu in 1949 is still the same thing you get toast you get eggs you get steak you get grits i mean but i thought we would have come a long way but no there was some weird stuff on that that warner brothers menu you put up on the tiger daniel facebook page it was like creamy ham like i don't some of that stuff i didn't understand yeah but basically the same stuff uh, that we're eating 70 years ago. That's up on our Facebook page tiger daniel t i g e and daniel and if you do go out and you enjoy some food and then you go, oh, boy, I better I better get on track here. You can with Red Mountain Weight Loss. Yeah, maybe you've eaten too much poacher's pleasure, and uh, you'd like to lose 20 pounds in a month. You could uh, do that possibly with Red Mountain Weight Loss. It'd be your scales pleasure. Pleasure. You get on the uh, phone with the people at Red Mountain. You dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss, and the doctor will call you. You'll come up with a plan. And if you have to take some of these medications that they have to help you, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy, Tig. They'll mail it right to your house. Never leave the house. You get to talk to a doctor. And just by hanging out at the house, you could be on your way to lose 20 pounds by this time next month. All you got to do, it's a program called RM3 from Red Mountain Weight Loss. Dial pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss.